Hi, my name is Yitzi Friedman. I'm the founder and CEO of YF Designers. We're located in Boca Raton, Florida. Excellent. Yitzi, thanks for joining. Um, I actually had the pleasure of meeting you in person. First, we were connected on LinkedIn, and then we met in person. So that was um, kind of cool. But you have a very interesting story where you actually worked for an owner-operator. Um, I think you were a property manager. I don't know if you were involved in any rental projects at all, but you took your experience by working in-house and evolved that into having your business. Um, and then, so walk us through that. What, what did you do in-house and then how did you start this business? Sure. So I actually started as a system property manager um, and I was sitting in the office, in the leasing office every day uh, in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, uh, starting at, at, at uh, 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. And I was, uh, you know, giving tours, leasing apartments, collecting rents. Um, and uh, then gradually I became the property manager. Then I became a regional property manager. Um, it was at that point where, um, you know, I was in charge of the renovations. And what we realized, uh, well, actually our CEO realized is that our, my, my properties were actually costing less um, to renovate and the increases in rent were actually higher than the other managers. That's when uh, he had told me that, it, you know, he wanted me to um, run the uh, interior design and of the entire company. So uh, when I started with a the company, they had about 500 units. Um, gradually, they, they started growing and, you know, they, they were up to at that point, they're up to 15,000 units. Um, so we were doing, so I was, you know, doing the design, all the CapEx projects, uh, unit renovations um, for, for the entire company. Um, it was Before you got involved in that, you know, when you started as system manager, did you have this interest in design or it evolved once the more you got involved in it? Uh, absolutely not. I, I, had, I knew nothing about interior design. Um, I never thought I'd become an interior designer. Definitely not. Um, uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, I loved real estate, so I knew that whatever I did would be involved in the multifamily industry, um, because I had a real passion for it. Um, but you know, life takes you certain ways and I'm, you know, I could never imagine that I'd be here, but I, I, I love what I do. I wake up every day and I get to make properties more beautiful. So that's awesome. Yeah, that is. Um, and, and I love the evolution of that where, and I think also it's interesting when somebody doesn't necessarily um, plan to go in a direction, but when they're in it and then they, they have this fresh perspective and they want to own it. Um, maybe I'm projecting on you, but that's, this is what happened to me. Like I never imagined getting into multifamily and what I'm doing now. I was in commercial real estate, but I, I thought I would never be in multifamily. And then I got here and I was like, Ooh, this is interesting. I want to understand this. And then the more I dove in and the more I learned, the more fascinated I became. And the more I felt like I was learning and I was like, it feels like how come nobody else is talking about this or um and it was fun like the discovery part and um and kind of taking control of that or i wouldn't say taking control but like owning that and and having this unending desire to learn more and i can imagine that like i have known nothing about interior design and then you know now you have a business you had to to learn a lot in that process of like being driven by yourself to learn and understand it um is very powerful yeah, for sure. Um, it's uh, it's an amazing thing to 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 do what you love every single day. And something that's unique about our industry, I think, is that you know you take another any business, uh, a SaaS product or something like that, and when they sell to their clients, typically 
they can relate to their business. Um, their clients also have a sales team, a marketing team, a finance department, and they can understand their client. I think in multifamily, a lot of the folks who are selling to multifamily, they don't own and operate multifamily properties. And so further, there's a big disconnect and it could be very hard for them to understand their client and who they're selling to. And I think that you probably have a very big competitive advantage when you worked on site. So like I could go find a very fancy, expensive interior designer who could design something that's really nice, but without the perspective of what it's like to be on site and how do residents actually interact with these spaces, these amenities on site without having that expertise or that even that understanding or that experience, um, you know, they're just trying to design what they think is the coolest or the nicest, the fanciest, the most wow factor. And you have this unique experience and perspective. Yeah. Um, like I, I always like to say, there's no, there's no competition in interior design because we're all here to, to make this world a better place. Um, that being said, definitely um, it gets a little tricky when it comes to multifamily um, because in multifamily, it's very different. Um you're not trying to necessarily like you, what you said, make the fanciest, nicest, uh, you know, uh, thing you can. This is not a home. This this is a business. So every dollar that goes in uh, has got to come out. So whenever we're designing, we always uh, we, we 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 make sure that uh, you know whatever the client is putting in, um, you know, they're going to end up getting the best bang for the buck when it comes to uh, rental increases. And that that would even go beyond um, just you know just you know designing let's say a, a clubhouse what we do is a lot of times our clients will come to us you know we had somebody um that they you know they they, they bought a property a, a big company in new york they were starting to get into to, to the florida firm to the florida uh market you know, market and uh they 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 bought a property and in new york they they put a lot of money into the units so they they came in they were putting you know uh, porcelain tile in all the units and, uh, you know, I, I looked at them and said, hey, look, you've got 300 units. It's $900 more than LVT, right, to put in, to put in uh, you know, tile in every single unit. If you would swap that out for a vinyl flooring, that gives you $270,000. What do you think a prospective tenant would rather more, uh, a, a, a porcelain tile in their, in their apartments or a, a pool and amenity center? And I tell you, especially in Florida, uh, 9 out of 10 people would rather a pool where they could go swimming. And that's what they, they did. They put in a tremendous amount of CapEx into their pool, um, into their common area, into the landscaping, and the, into their amenities. And uh, ultimately, they, they have a, right now, they have a, a much higher class tenant base. Um, are, you, are you involved in designing? You post a lot of pictures on LinkedIn about you know, leasing offices and, and amenity spaces. Are you also designing in-unit in renos? So we do, uh, though it's not our, 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 you know, we usually do it with a package and um, we'll do, let's say, a model unit and then, you know, copy that throughout. Um, we're not going to design every single unit. Right. Uh, we give them a, a base package. For, but you, you just you just made a very valuable point. You know, you had a client that was coming from New York and they're taking their perspective from New York and they're just like, okay, here's another asset. Let's just do what we always do. And I think that way too many people just do this copy and paste type of thing instead of actually assessing what is most valuable to residents. And the tricky part is that there are parts in our business that you can measure the ROI. You know, if I put in a $4,000 renovation in this apartment, I'm going to get a $150 bump in rent. So you do your math. That's a good return. You're happy with that. Great. 
there's parts where you can't measure. I can't measure how much I'm going to make by renovating the amenity space. But you have to use your brain and think what makes sense and put yourself in a perspective renter's shoes and what does what what feeling does this create? What atmosphere does this create? What message does this create? And I think some people make a mistake where they overly spend on amenity spaces and then they don't renovate the in units and it's like people get into their units like what's going on here this is not this doesn't match up and so i think that it's it's interesting where one you have the parts that you can measure and the parts that you can't and then also determining what is the best rental like i think a lot of folks like you just made a point of instead of the you know people do backsplashes backsplashes to me it could be nice and it depends on the market you're in but that doesn't completely change the um, quality of somebody's life. I think that lighting does. Um, I think, and lighting is actually probably cheaper than a backsplash. So there's a lot of different parts that I think as owner and operators or real estate investors need to learn to change what they do. Like typically they get stuck. Like we do the kitchens, we do cabinets, we do countertops and appliances. And then they kind of, and we do this wow factor in the amenity space. And I think that people will, one, economically should learn to be more, effective with how they're spending their money, but also understanding what residents want. Yeah, no, for sure. And, 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 and I'll take it a little, a little further. I mean, it's really about the location. So um, if you're in your city, obviously there's not a lot of many space. There won't be a lot of many space and people are looking for their units, what their units look like. Um, if you are in Florida, people are moving to Florida for the outdoor in uh, Texas as well. Um, you know, th- these so, so it's important to to really take in mind, like, what are what are people moving to 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 this unit? What is your 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 goal? The goal that you have is not the existing tenant base. Usually, it's who do you want to live there in the future, and what would those people want? Right? Do they want a pool? Do they want a, an, a, a gym? Do they want nicer units? And those are all things that. Look at, you know, by looking at competitors, looking at, at the comps in the area, the other multifamily pro- uh, um, properties in the area, what they're charging and what their amenities look like, you can really kind of get a clearer picture of, of what you're supposed to be doing in that space. Um, but then again, even if you know, um, you know, what you're supposed to be doing, um, how you do it is also extremely important. So I see it a lot of times where We'll walk into a multifamily in, you know, uh, a leasing office. A leasing office tends to be the first thing that a lot of, um, uh, a lot of owners renovate, right? Because it, it, it is the first thing that a prospective tenant sees. But a lot of times we walk in there and we'll, we'll see it looks like a luxurious office. And that's beautiful. But I don't want prospective tenants walking into the door and saying, wow, this is a beautiful office. I want them walking in and saying, wow, I could see myself living here, right? And there's a huge difference between those two things. So what we try to do is the first line of vision doesn't feel like an office, but more like a home. You know, we, we put couches, like a hotel lobby, um, put a rug, put a little lamp. So the first impression people have is I could see myself living here. Well, and more than the impression home. is what kind of feeling does it create? Exactly. Do you take like everywhere you're going, are you taking pictures of like for inspiration or like, oh, I like that. I'm going to use that at some time. And like you just have a ton of pictures on your phone of offices or amenity spaces that inspire you. 
Yeah, I think I have like forty thousand pictures. Something, something <laughs> yeah, like good, that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of pictures. Yeah, a sure. good system for for tagging them and and organizing them. Yeah, we put them everything in Dropbox so the whole company could see. So if we have a a uh, you know mid century or we have something that's 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 uh, you know modern farmhouse, um, and and that's also something that's that's really important is that like like I said. People in Texas and people in LA and people in Seattle, they they like different stuff. So you have to make sure that you're designing for the end user, um, and and it's not a one size fits all. So just because you know, do you travel? Do you have to travel a lot so that like, I mean, maybe you don't know what it's like to be a, a resident in Seattle. So like, are you going there or do you do it all remotely? So so um, we we work off a system called Matterport. Um, okay. which I don't know if you've heard of it. A lot of people use it for apartment tours, like yep. recent apartment tours. Um, we, we work based off that. So we'll send out a crew. Um, they'll go and capture the entire amenity space, and then we can work on it remotely because um, in, in our industry, it's not most of our stuff we're doing is most of the projects we're doing is renovations, not uh, new construction. So right. it's a lot of problem solving, right? Because you don't want to go start, you know, uh, adding expenses by um, by knocking right. down walls. So you want to kind of, we sit down with the team and say, okay, this wall over here, let's look at it from this angle, from this angle, how big is it? Where are the outlets? What can we do here that will make the first impression um, that will blow prospective tenants away? So you just, you just sorry to interrupt you, you just said something that, that really resonated with you. So I think of like, when people want to make change, there's outside the f- structure and there's within the structure. So folks who want to change things and completely do things differently, there's a lot of pushback and it's harder. And And then I try to really focus on how do I make a change within the system that we have? And I think that's what you were just saying. Like, how can we make the most with without doing any structural changes? Always, 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 right? So like, obviously there are times where you have to, but like what I always say is try lifting it up before you knock it down. Before so you let's reconstruct not try it. To, because then you have to take out permits. You start having architecture inspe- uh, expenses. You have to hire an architect, and you have to go to the city and get permits. And it gets very com- complex. The, the best thing, and especially since our owners always want, you know, our, our clients uh, want to see the returns right away, right? So, <laughs> and, and they don't they don't want to wait for all these permits to go through. The best thing is to try to work with what you have and make it beautiful. And you'd be surprised what you could accomplish. Yeah. With it. I like that take. Um, you see, this has been fun. We we wrap up with some some curious questions. Um, sorry, I didn't give you a heads up or warning about that. Um, what is a big move you've made in the last two years? Um, well, we I kind of led you into family, that. We moved to from from New Jersey to Boca Raton, Florida, um, and uh, it's been. It gets hot in the summer, but it's a beautiful community, and uh, we're very happy that we made that uh, that that move. And you recommend that to others? Uh, real estate's getting expensive here, <laughs> and uh, and um, I think everyone knows everyone wants to move to Florida. Um, oh, a lot of people do, uh, and 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 yeah, I definitely recommend it to people. Okay, um, what is other? What is a? What's an interesting habit that you have? Do you are you a reader? Do you bike? Do you? What's something interesting about UT Free? Um, so I'm I'm a runner. Um, every single day, um, I run about three miles. Um, did that start in Florida or did you do that before Florida? 
That started in Florida because there's no excuses. It's not too cold. It's not, you know, uh, Could be too it gets hot, but uh, there's no excuses. And every day, um, you know, something that, that, that my dad, um, he, he's uh, 65 and he does it every day. And uh, it's, it's something that clears my mind. And, you know, whatever's going on at work, I, I go for a long, for, for a three mile run and I come back and my, my head is clear. Excellent. Yuzi, thanks for joining us and thanks for, for sharing your, your story. Thank you, Moshe. We'll be in touch.